Welcome to Talk About. On Talk About, our goal is to sit down with open-minded people for open and honest discussion. No judgment, no hidden agenda, just getting the conversation started. In part two of our chat with Kyle, we get into the ever-expanding world of gaming. From board games to virtual reality, we touch on a number of interesting thoughts and share some fond memories of this booming industry. Sit back and enjoy the show. The next topic is far juicier, far juicier, far more exciting, far, far more fun. Mm. Uh, and we're going to get into the wonderful world of uh, gaming, video yeah. gaming specifically. Um, you have a wonderful, you moderate a wonderful YouTube channel called mm -hmm. Quarter Life Gaming. Close. I, I was well, trying I mean, to go right from memory on that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Quarter life gaming is correct. It's, okay. it, 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 it's the job you've given me that's a little off. Oh, right? it wasn't moderator. I, so I, well, I mean, I do moderate. I moderate primarily for Dungeon Dudes. Monty, okay. my, my, my sister's boyfriend's far more successful YouTube channel, <laughs> has a, a Twitch channel. Um, they're dungeon dudes. They do Dungeons and Dragons, right? So their okay. YouTube channel is all about, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, teaching people about how, all, all, all that jazz, but mm -hmm. they have a live stream, a live play where they play the game for three hours every Tuesday. Okay. And that's where I moderate. I moderate that community uh, and I edit those videos for their channel. Okay. But as far as video games go, Quarter Life Gaming is run by myself uh, and my friends Joseph O'Gorman and Mitchell Roberts. And uh, yeah, we started that channel like end of 2019, okay, I think. Cool. So it's been about a year. It's been cool. about a year, a little over a year that, that we've had it. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's what we do for our video games, right? Uh, it started off, uh, we just wanted to do VR. We thought, hey, VR is a, it's a niche type thing. Not everyone has it yet. It's kind of new. Maybe we can be, you know, the, the video game VR virtual reality channel, right? And so like a lot of our earlier videos were all VR stuff, right? Then the pandemic hit and we can't hang out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh right okay so now we do uh non-vr stuff <laughs> which was a shame because you guys cut one hell of a uh, psa for vr gaming <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that i suggest people jump uh, on the channel and check out because it's it's phenomenal all i'll say is it's got all the things that you need you've got time travel you've got warnings of of porn overtaking yep. your life and it's all surrounding vr and i think it's fabulous it, it's great it's <laughs> i think it's our best all of our sketches do really well right mitch is mitch is the one who, who curates and creates most of the sketches and he does a phenomenal job because they're all hilarious i don't know if you saw the one uh that dating a gamer the newest sketch but that oh one, no i didn't i saw yeah. the the title there but i i, I got drawn into the, the porn one yeah that that one and uh the the just cause for nature documentary those are like our three amazing top tier ones for for his sketches yeah they're they're really good but yeah no the vr stuff is is fun but you know we're having a great time with uh the non-vr stuff too right like you know and, and that's one of the things like I mentioned again earlier in, in this conversation uh, that like has benefited me or like that I like about the, the whole pandemic and the isolation and the, uh, the quarantine is that people are at home and, you know, they're either exercising, reading, knitting or playing video games. Right. Like, by the way, my girlfriend is going to love the fact that you mentioned knitting because she is an <laughs> avid knitter. So oh, is she? <laughs> yeah, completely unprompted too. So you're going to win major is points. That, is that a homemade sweater that you're wearing right now? Or? No, but oh, I'm trying okay. to get her to make me one. I, oh, I'll definitely nice. wear anything she makes. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, I see. I wish I sometimes wish I had a more useful skill like that. But no, I've, I've gone with uh, uh, Age of Empires as my <laughs> what I'm learning to do. We got to go with what we what we're passionate about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so let's get into Age of Empire in one second, but I want to touch on VR because uh, yeah. before we came on, I told you that I've been kind of exploring again. I went back and I, I pulled out, uh, my buddy had bought me one of those uh, preloaded Nintendo systems uh, mm. for oh, my birthday yeah. a couple of years ago. So I was playing like over the past couple of weeks, I've been playing Super Mario Brothers, uh, which is both Me too, fun actually. How oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's start there for a second because okay. as I'm playing this, right? There's a few things that, that jump out to me. First of all, they fixed a couple of the kinks that made the game unique with one of them being that depending on what way you faced when you hit the question box that released the growth mushroom, it would go in that direction. Yeah. 
now they've changed it so it automatically goes forward, which probably means that it was a glitch to begin. Yeah, <laughs> to it could begin. be, right? <laughs> but that that was a fascinating one. But here, here's a question for you. As I'm going through this, and it's it's frustrating because it's simple, okay? But it's also frustrating because it's not intuitive. You had a, a, you know, a very early gaming system with, you know, couldn't do a whole hell of a lot. So jumping didn't really jump the way you would normally jump, especially in games now. Yeah. Do you think that those games for kids now would be boring as hell because they are limited in, in their scope? Or do you think that they would still offer a challenge to those kids? I absolutely think they would offer a challenge still. Of course, you're going to find some kids who are like, oh, the graphics on this suck. I want to shoot people in Call of Duty, right? But like that doesn't mean that those games don't hold up today, right? The thing that makes those games great isn't the hardware that they're on, right? It's the fact that they're they're just great games, right? There's an addictive quality to running around and bumping blocks and like platforming, right? I mean, like those are some of the original early platforming games, right? And even today, like there are all kinds of new platforming games, right? Uh, you, you look at things like, um, you know, actually before, can oh, yeah, you go on. explain what you mean by platforming? Oh, sorry. Yes. So no, uh, just for me, because I'm like, I, yeah, I, I don't know exactly those terminology. Oh, okay. A platforming game is uh, a game where you're jumping on platforms. Oh, okay. Right. All right cool. So Mar Mario, uh, classic Mario is a great example of a platformer because you're, you're, you know, the whole thing is about, you know, jumping from one place to another and avoiding obstacles and like not falling in the hole. Right. And, you know, you have to jump from here to here to get up and, and like, and that, that's all it is, is going on platforms. Okay. Right? Uh, and like, we have all kinds of platforming games today, right? That people are still churning out. Yeah, better graphics on different systems and you can do other things and, you know, you can shoot, you can wall climb and, you know, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's still platforming. Donkey Kong Country, right? Is another okay. great, great game for the SNES, right? Revolutionary almost with the graphics at the time, right? Because it was just a beautiful game for the hardware it was on. But again, just a platforming game. Right. Running around and, and jumping on things. And like, you know, that's FPS, first person shooter, right. Explains itself. You're in first person mode, you shoot things, right. Mm -hmm. Like there's all different kinds of styles of games. Like my personal favorites are rhythm games, right. Okay. Um, music based games where, you know, everything is done in time to music, right. The one I was mentioning earlier, uh, age of empires, RTS, real time strategy games. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, they all have their own little genre. But yeah, Mario Brothers is a platformer. And like I said, they're still popular today. And I think that, you know, it being such a great game, an iconic game, a classic game, you know, it, it, it's not because of the hardware. It's just because it was brilliantly made, mm -hmm. right? And it is, it is fun to do, right? And I think it would be fun for kids today, just like the current platformers are fun for people who like platformers today right so yeah i don't i don't think games like that age right like they they don't wear with age I, I think it's a great distinction that you bring up because you get into the it's it's getting into your preference right and just like anything as it grows and becomes this monstrosity that it is now and yeah. i mean monstrosity in the best possible way i mean uh, when uh, that documentary the high score documentary they were projecting the revenue 2022 to be like 1.2 billion. billion dollars yeah. that's insane but it's Crazy. it's a hundred percent where it's been heading for yep. for a long time right but now have, you get sorry yeah. go ahead oh sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you please no ahead. no not at all i was i was just gonna say you start to get these um you start to get the different varieties of games they're not all just one focused on you know platform that's it or just sports games there's all sorts of varieties now which is fascinating yeah it, it's it's amazing because like you know the, the gaming industry has you know like you said it's been rising over time and it's had its you know valleys and peaks right like it used to be arcade games that were the big thing and then the home console and you know the big rivalry war between sega and nintendo and atari and all that jazz right but yeah it has grown and especially Especially with, you know, PC gaming is what I, I, I generally do most of my gaming on the PC. But like the, the thing is, like everyone has, well, nowadays, a lot of people have PCs, mm -hmm. right? Like not everyone has a gaming console, right? Or, you know, loves games so much that they're going to go out and buy a dedicated console. But most people have a PC for shooting emails off or watching Netflix or doing whatever. And you know what? It's 
you know, instead of having to go out and buy a whole new gaming console, you can spend a couple bucks and buy, you know, an emulator and an old copy of Super Mario Brothers, right? And play it on your PC, right? And like that, you know, really opens it up to a much wider audience, right? Than just those dedicated system console people. Um, but like you were saying, like all these different genres of games and it, yeah, it, it, it's, oh, I love it. It's amazing. Like all the diff, the creativity that comes out of some of these people when they're creating these new games and like, you know, growing, even growing up in like, you know, I'm, you know, a millennial, right. So, you know, a younger ish, but like, even when I was growing up, there was this kind of stigma almost that, you know, video games are for boys, right. And mm -hmm. girls like whatever else girls like, right. I, I didn't know. I only like video games, but like, you know, my girlfriend loves playing like Diablo three, right. Okay. Right. Little, uh, uh, um, looter games, right. Games are the whole point is just to run around, kill things and use collect loot. You just loot mine loot all the time. Right. Um, but she likes those and like point and click adventures, right. Like, you know, games that are not focused on actual gameplay per se, like things like Mario, but in telling a story, mm -hmm. right. Where, you know, yeah, it's a game. It's an interactive movie more than anything else. Right. You get to play the role of a detective or, you know, uh, you know, some investigator of some sort. Right. And, you know, you talk to a bunch of people, you, there's a bunch of character development and, you know, all kinds of plot and you get to change how the story goes and completely different from something like a platformer or like a rhythm game, a fast paced reflex based game. Um, so yeah, just like the variety and like the diversity of the genres, again, opens it up to just everyone right like i feel like there's a game out there for anyone these days i totally agree i mean and one of the, one of the areas that i was hooked on for the longest time and i can still jump into it any given time is sports games i mean once nhl came out you know ea sports and and i know that they're touched on in that docuseries as well yeah i mean when ea sports got into the game and and they really started to you know revolutionize and and carry forward being able to enact an actual game on the screen mm -hmm. it, it was mind-blowing yeah and the things that they did with that was were unbelievable I know it's crazy. And, and like with the, the football ones, like I'm, I'm not a big sports person personally myself. Right. Um, and like, I've only played like, you know, FIFA or NHL, whatever games like with friends who like them. But like, again, those friends, they don't like video games per se, like in general, but they fucking love sports games. They'll sit there and they'll play hockey all day long. Right. Like, uh, back when I was an advisor, I had these two friends that worked part-time as security guards over like the night shift for 12 hours overnight. And they just they brought their PlayStation over and they would spend all night just playing NFL. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, that's what they did. Um, and I was like, okay, like, I don't care, but like, I don't like NFL that much. And like, I don't understand hockey. I don't understand the rules for sports ball games. Right. right. So like, I was just like, everyone's offsides. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but, um, but you're right. Like, you know, things like that get people into it. Yeah. Right. Um, and like, there's the whole uh, like world of e-sports now, mm -hmm. right. Where it not, not just like EA sports games, but like, you know, things like I mentioned earlier, age of empires, things like Fortnite and, you know, call of duty and like people play these things professionally competitively and there's yeah. stadiums of people like super smash brothers is another huge one mario kart where mm -hmm. people just you know they'll pay to come see watch people play video games <laughs> right i had a colleague uh that i used to work with uh and he got in trouble for playing video games at work mm -hmm. until he explained to the boss that he wasn't playing video games at work he was watching people playing video games at work <laughs> and the boss was like I don't understand what you're doing, but don't do it. <laughs> but you know what? There, listen, I spend time. Sometimes I go hang out with my brother and he's a big Fortnite fan. Yeah. And I haven't played new games in a long time. Yeah. And Fortnite's one of those ones that's not necessarily my type of thing. Mm -hmm. I do like platform games. I do like sports games. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll try other games, but those are really where my my sweet and also interactive games like the yeah. old rock band of the day. Um, and yeah. which I'm going to I'll show share with you in a minute. I had a chance to try VR for the first time. Oh, did you play Beat Saber? Weekend. I did play oh, Beat Saber. Yeah. <laughs> 
man. Oh my that god. Is, that game is the reason I got a VR set. It might be the reason why we end up getting one because <laughs> listen, I mean, first of all, I've got two lightsabers in my hand. Yeah, right. That's it. Oh my. Oh. I mean, start start and finish right there. Yeah, that that's right? it. That's all you need. Dude, <laughs> like if you go, okay. So I love I, it. I, 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 don't, I don't know where You didn't to get start. this excited with the financial I, services, but but you were very knowledgeable and passionate. <laughs> this I'm less knowledgeable, but more passionate. Um <laughs> yeah, like dude, for VR, like you're going to love the VR games, man. Like there, there are some really good ones for VR beat saber. Number one, my favorite, I can play it all day. I'm like expert plus now on like everything. Like I, I'm addicted. I love music and I love beat saber. Um, if you like the lightsaber, Vader immortal is I another heard. Yeah. Have you played uh, it. Check out our channel. Quick okay. plug. <laughs> it's no, one, perfect. One perfect. of our earlier videos is us going through a few things of the, of the Vader immortal game. And it, it's a short game right and like but like you know you get you use your force powers and like you get to train with the lightsaber against you know the uh the pew pew the simulator simulator like, thing. yeah the little ball that shoots lasers yeah yes. the training thing right um but there's another game you might have heard of it it's for uh vr but it's also there's also non-vr versions called super hot and I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but uh, the whole idea of the game is that time only moves when you move, right? So if you're not moving, everything stands still. But as you move, shit starts to happen. And the whole thing is like there's uh, these polygons are humanoid shape and they're all trying to kill you. They're all shooting at you or like trying to stab you. And you have to use your environment to like, grab things and like deflect bullets or throw shit at things or shoot other people like shoot them down right but like at the same time you're trying to dodge and like move out of the way and like you know you can everything is happening really slowly but like as you move things move right so if you know a bullet can be right here and if you stop it stops oh my right and like God. uh it's just yeah it's a great game it's all done in very very short uh little little sort of like missions okay. that only last like a minute or two depending on how quick you do it uh but yeah it, it's a brilliant game if you like you know moving around and like being really interactive it's great yeah that's one of their earlier games right because i was yeah. looking into it and they were saying that even though it's one of their earlier games it's still really popular but it didn't really explain as to why it was popular and i have an obsession with time as just as a concept yeah so like what, right as soon as you alley. said that i was like oh <laughs> shit i gotta try this game <laughs> you got it you got it yeah time only moves and you move it's great oh um, wow so with vr like how did you find it because like so some we, people get dizzy and like they yeah can... so when i threw it on at first first of all i was blown away i, I mean it's an oculus so I, I didn't really know you know like i i've talked to buddies that have um is it a playstation that has a psvr yeah that's what i have PSVR. yeah okay so i've talked to people that have had those i haven't had a really chance to try them out but this was oculus and mm -hmm. when i threw it on i was like holy shit like you're just in the lounge and i'm like holy shit like this i'm like this is amazing like, yeah. I feel like I am wherever this is, some, some, you know, tropical place. I found that my eyes got really dry. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is that even when I was playing Super Mario Brothers, my eyes were getting dry. I haven't played games for such a long time that I'm forgetting to blink. I'm concentrating <laughs> so, so hard that my eyes are drying out. So I tried, I tried uh, Beat Saber first and I really liked that. And then I, I, uh, my buddy's like, well, here, you got to try the boxing, the, oh, uh, fight, yes. uh, um, knockout or, uh, it's not knockout. It's something. I, I, there's a couple boxing games, yeah, but yeah, anyways, I tried the boxing and, my head was trying to wrap its head around what the hell was going on because I'm so used to just, you know, you're there, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't really have a lot of movement. And if you're moving, you're moving with toggles. And, and I didn't realize that I could actually take a step back because I had drawn out my perimeter like you're supposed to do in your gaming area yeah. uh, when you set up the game. So you could actually move back and you can, you know, you can go dodge. side to side. And yeah, you can yeah. dodge. And it was uh, it was unbelievable how how realistic it was. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, I, I thought it was tiring as hell. I was I, I fought one dude and I won. And then he's like, OK, here you know, try, try the next, like, 
like four guys up, like trying yeah. that guy. I'm no. like, all right, cool. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was fucking gassed. Yeah. I was looking at the clock. I thought it was a UFC fighter. I was, I'm looking at the clock because <laughs> I am completely toasted. I'm bent over gasping for air. It's an exhausting it's a workout. Thing. Yeah. Even playing Beat Saber, like, because like, I, I, I don't know what level you played on, but I, I usually play on Expert or Expert Plus. And 30 minutes of that, I'm drenched. I'm sweating oh, yeah. buckets, right? Yeah. And it's like, damn, like I had a great time and I, I got a freaking workout in too, right? Like, absolutely. Yeah. So like, I, I really like that aspect of it too. Like it's, you're burning calories. It's not just the, oh, I'm sitting down, you know, the, the South Park, you ever seen that episode of South Park, the make love, not Warcraft? Oh one? no, no, I haven't. Oh, where they have like the, they're, they're playing like a Warcraft and they have this, um, they're playing against this other guy. And uh, like the character is like this, you know, level 200 super mega Uber mage or whatever. And he's just killing everyone. They're trying to fight him and it cuts to like, the actual guy playing. And it's like this like 45 year old giant dude, just <laughs> right. Just like he can't barely move. And it's like so sedentary <laughs> that, right. That's that old, that classic depiction of a gamer, exactly. right? Like yeah, sitting yeah. there with Cheetos and like energy drinks and fourteen exactly. monitors all around them. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah, but like not with VR, man. You're you're oh. moving. You are moving, right? I think it's everything that they wanted the we like we fit and and when yeah. they started to get people off the seats to to be, it's just. I played a lot of Wii tennis and stuff like that, and I, I, I enjoyed the Wii. Yeah, it was it's fun, right? But mm-hmm. Nintendo has always that that's their but that's their that's their benchmark is fun, family yeah. fun, which is yeah. great. Yeah. But VR brings it to a whole other level. This is it exactly does. what they've been talking about for years is that immersive experience. Like, oh, I played a little bit of um just a couple of minutes of uh, Walking Dead as well. Oh, okay. I haven't played that one. Pretty fascinating stuff. I I missed the tutorials because I jumped in my girlfriend had done the tutorials and then I jumped in mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I did get to shoot a zombie, which was fun. Yeah. You know what? Uh, so like aside from, you know, the, the ones that involve a lot of movement and standing all the time, there are some like lower key ones. Uh, there's a really popular game. I know it's on PSVR. I feel like it's on the other ones as well. It's called Moss. It's another one of the earlier ones, but it's a, a VR sort of platformer. It's a puzzle platformer. Right. And like, it's a brilliant game. It's absolutely beautiful, right? The story is good. It's not too long. I think it's only like a couple hours to, to finish it. Um, it's just really cool because it gives you a whole different sort of like perspective, that whole 3D thing that you can do. Because like you play as sort of this like God figure, right? Now you control this little mouse who's your character who runs around, but you can also control uh, like as like the the god figure the environment and stuff right and so as you're solving these three-dimensional puzzles and like trying to get your little character around like you can actually move like this to see different angles of oh, your like, perspective you're changing your perspective completely. yeah exactly and like oh okay well i can there's a little hole here i can go through right and like it's again it's a really good game but it's one of those ones for people who you know if you you don't like the moving around all all the time and exerting yourself too much you can because some people do get dizzy right yeah. like s- some people you know the the vr headset like the, sc- the the screen door effect of the visor you know it messes with their they, they get vertigo or something right mm-hmm. um so this one can actually be played sitting down oh, right interesting okay but uh yeah I, i'm really excited for the uh the quest 2 i think is the one that's coming out next um because uh it, it should remove a lot of that screen door effect because it's in higher resolution okay. um yeah, but uh, oh man, VR is just brilliant. I guess it's just that's just the way it's gonna be, which is the way it is with technology. It just gets better and better, right? Like yep. other than the improving the headset, are there games that you know of in the pipeline for VR? Because I'm at this point in time, as being someone who is considering getting one, or people out there might be looking at something because now you don't just have the genres like we were talking about you know mm-hmm. platform games and the quest games and the looting games you now have the ability to actually get up out of your seat and be in the games so as somebody who's looking at maybe getting a vr how would you sell it to them oh actually i know you don't like sales how would you explain uh, that it's really fun and they should check it out 
Um, I mean, again, my personal experience was, you know, I got it for Beat Saber and I just loved that game and that it was 100% worth it for me for, to get mm-hmm. the VR just for that. But again, that's me personally, right? And I just love rhythm games and lightsabers that much, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would sell it on, you know, the physical fitness aspect first off that, you know, it's a video game that keeps you off your ass. I don't know, because like VR, it does kind of struggle in that like there aren't a ton of like amazing games for it right there are a few right but there just aren't like there's a lot of like not so great games for it too um and like some things are just hard or the experience isn't what you think it would be or it isn't what the developer was really dreaming of or aiming for right Mm -hmm. like it it it, there's some things it just can't compete with right like it you know it's hard like first person shooters right like you know if if you have to turn your head around like this and and stuff all the time like it's going to make people dizzy whereas you know in a first person shooter where you're not in vr you can just move your control stick right um you know there are certain things that it lends itself to really well and certain things it doesn't right Uh, i mean being a big sports fan myself i i was i was wrapping my head around how could this translate and i don't know how the hell it could because other than like so much movement you need a lot of movement other than a golf simulator you you know that could be relatively easy to pull off curling you could do curling you definitely do curling maybe full contact chess if you (laughs) you have the ability to change things but i mean you're you're not going to get an nhl hockey yeah not in the format that you're used to And, and that's a really good point that you bring up is that it might not be what people are expecting yeah i mean like you could do maybe ping pong right table yeah, tennis table tennis or something like that shuffleboard pool right and there are some like you know games like that it's like well would you rather be out playing the actual game than playing it in vr like you know there's a thing to playing you know an nfl or an nhl game on on a console right you can control the whole team and you can you know you have control of the the, the entire play and everything that's happening right um which you know you don't when you're playing a real in, in real life right and like you wouldn't in a vr game either i guess like i i don't know maybe yeah, I you would i i don't know how it would translate properly right i don't know i think the only the closest thing that we've gotten to actually individually focusing in on a player is going back to esports and like you could actually be a left winger on a hockey team on a competitive team in a sport like with that that when they started yeah. to introduce the fact that you could have multiple players and you're playing online and you could actually have five of your buddies or six of your buddies uh playing on a hockey team and that i mean that was pretty revolutionary but yeah. i played a couple of those i don't like it because <laughs> i i do like to control the whole team. everything yeah <laughs> exactly listen i'm depending on the ai to do the things that i want it to do to be where i want it to be so I can switch to it. So it looks like I know what I'm controlling the whole team. Yeah. Whereas if I'm playing with my buddy and he's down in the other corner, I say, well, what the fuck are you doing over there? I need you up here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's a completely different experience. Right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so yeah, again, I don't know how that translates to VR, but like, Seems you know, like it would lend itself to more of like skills. Yeah. Games. Like if you wanted to be a quarterback doing skills competitions. Yeah. so like uh, a few other like good ones for vr like um now this one you can do vr and non-vr it's uh keep talking and nobody explodes maybe you've heard of that one i haven't heard of that one no okay that's a great party game or a game it's a multiplayer one like you'd play it with a friend or a couple friends right but like essentially one person is a bomb diffuser right and they have the, the vr headset on and they're given this bomb and then everyone else has the manual right and has to guide them like just auditorily through diffusing this bomb and they can't see the bomb and you can't see the manual okay right so that's i've had a lot of fun with that one that's a really good party one uh it's great in vr um and then another one uh, this is another one that's actually on our channel uh, a thief a thief in my house and you play as a thief going through someone's house stealing very specific you know a frying pan and you know a left slipper and an egg and stuff like that but you have to not get caught by the owner of the house right and like that that's a pretty fun one too but yeah like i don't know the vr games tend i feel like to be generally a little slower paced Mm -hmm. than non-vr games 
I feel like yeah. they almost have to be because like you're relying on people to use their entire body instead of just their thumbs. <laughs> right. Yeah. It makes me wonder sometimes if those things are a little more of a novelty. I mean, I know VR has, has grown and it's, I don't know when it hit the market, but I would say what, four years ago that it hit the market wide. It got big. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's probably accurate. Cause I mean, I, I remember going to fan fests and stuff like that and they had VRs set up there probably five, six years ago, but they weren't wide and they may have maybe only had one or two games, but I think that they are running into the same problems as those, or those early visionaries of even Nintendo and, mm-hmm. and Sega's back in the day, you know, having an idea and not necessarily knowing either how to bring it to that platform or just not being able to bring it to that platform. Or the audience just isn't there yet. You know what I yeah. mean? Like sometimes it, it's not a matter of having the wrong idea or the wrong implementation. It's just maybe it's a little bit ahead of its time, right? That's that, true. It could just be that, right? Because, you know, some things they they boom years after, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're, they're created. Um, and I, I see what you mean. And I, I kind of do feel, I, I really strongly feel the novelty of, of the VR. Like I have the headset, but to be honest, like I haven't used it in months. <laughs> right mm-hmm. like i still love the games right but i mean you know we got vr you know back when i was living at, at lawrence and uh, you know we played it uh really heavily for a couple of weeks and then we kind of stopped and then like we pick it up every now and then right and like sometimes i'll like i'll cruise to see if there's a, a cool looking new vr game right but you know yeah for some reason it just it, even with me it doesn't click as something i want to do every day Right. And in that sense, it does remind me of the rock band days because when yeah. rock band first came out, man, we bought the whole, like I bought, first of all, went with guitar hero and then, and yeah. then in with rock band, right. And had the drums and had, you know, multiple mics had a bass and had the guitar. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I long for those days sometimes because sometimes just that's where beats, uh, you know, uh, uh, beats, beats, yeah, beat saber, all that's where they came from. Right. Yeah. The rhythm games. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I agree. I long for those days too. Like I, I sometimes w- like think about breaking out my old guitar hero guitar and like, cause I could play, I guitar was another one. I, I played that forever. Like I could oh, play yeah. that game every freaking day. Yeah. Right. And I find that that's even easier. Cause I don't have to be up and put on a headset and go through all the like, you know, bullshit for that there is for that there is for vr but uh yeah i find um you know and and that might just be a thing with single player games because like there's a thing about multiplayer games too like there's a whole nother aspect the whole the socialization that comes with it that makes them i think easier and more replayable in in some ways right i mean like there are there are games that have like replayability is a very important thing in games mm-hmm. right uh some games you can go through once okay cool i heard the story i played this character it's great i'm done with it some games you know skyrim grand theft auto 5 right like these are ones that people just can't get enough of and they play them again and again and again i want to play this different class i want to do this thing differently right um but like i find a lot of that is is inherent in multiplayer games too especially competitive multiplayer games things like mario kart mario kart's been around since the nes right and like they just keep making newer versions of it but it's still just as freaking popular like you know people buy the switch for those couple of games right the zeldas the mario kart the super smash brothers right two of those three hugely popular competitive multiplayer games Mm -hmm. age of empires 20 something year old game still going strong because it's a perfectly balanced well not perfectly a very well balanced competitive multiplayer game well you 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 start to introduce all sorts of different variety like you said with multiplayer games Mm -hmm. and and that's that that's the thing that it offers is that you know one time you're playing this component of it the next time you're playing that component of it and and it's infinitely replayable at that point in time because of the amount of variation in it exactly right and you look at things like you know the 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 rhythm games the guitar heroes and the beat savers like they're replayable for you know until you get bored of that song right (laughs) and like you know you can come back to it but like it's the same song every time absolutely um it's so funny because you know as i'm thinking about guitar or rock band um i really want to play it again no but so (laughs) we used to have rock band parties we would have (laughs) 
10, 15, 20 people come over and people would just rotate out. And some people like to just play the drums and some people just like to sing. Hell, mm-hmm. there was times where I would come home from work, I would break out the microphone and I would just sing by myself. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's so therapeutic. And I mean, I, I talk it, about replayable. Yeah, I know. And you know, it's amazing to me, like, you know, who, who's the first person who thought, Hey, let's make this a game, right? Like what a brilliant idea. And like, what a brilliantly implemented way to do it right in a rock band. Um, you know, I, uh, I never had rock band per se. I had the, I had guitar hero and I think guitar hero five had a rock band kind of component. Like if you had the mic and the drum kit and stuff, you could play, you could play mm-hmm. it. Right. But like, I never had the drum kit or the mic. I just had a couple of guitars. So we just had guitar and bass, but even that was still great. Right. Oh yeah. Now, so because I do it, you know, uh, for the YouTube channel, right, and we're always playing new things, I have the Xbox Game Pass, right, which is interesting because it's like it's like Netflix, but for video games, right? Mm -hmm. It's a subscription, right? It's like 11 bucks a month, 12 bucks a month, but you have like 100 games that rotate all the time, right, that you can play, right? And I find that brilliant because like there are some games that I really want to try, I don't want to drop 80 bucks on a game to find out that, Oh, this is not what I expected. And I don't like it. Right. And you get bored of it and you get bored of it. Right. Um, so like, that's why like, you know what, instead of playing, paying 80 bucks, I'll pay 12 bucks a month and I can test out every game that I want. I am so glad that you brought up a subscription service because this is something that has been on my mind for a long time. I've been mm-hmm. thinking about streaming services for movies and shows, um, uh, music services, and now gaming services. And it's gotten to a point now where you don't own any of this stuff. You're renting it all. Yeah. Right. So you, you're not buying the hard, the hard copies of these things. You talking about this and, and even thinking about the other things like the all the other streaming services that are out there. What are your thoughts on the renting aspect versus actually owning anything? You know what? It's something that I've grown into because like originally I was like, I, I hate it. I hate renting things. It's a waste of my goddamn money that I feel so passionately about and I should be saving every penny of. Um, but yeah, like I was like, you know what? I want to watch The Office. I want to I'm going to watch The Office on repeat or I love that show. Right. Like, um, so like, that's something like I would want to own. Right. And it used to be on Netflix. I don't think it is anymore. Or is it, I don't know. It might I still be, I'm not sure. It, if it, it is. might be, it might be owned entirely by, I don't know, Hulu or HBO plus or whatever. But, um, yeah, like I, I used to hate that idea. Right. I still am not a hundred percent comfortable with it. Right. Because like, it's honestly, it's brilliant for me right now because, I am watching so much TV and I'm playing so many games because of this pandemic, right? Like at work, you know, all day at work, I have movies or TV shows on that I'm watching while I'm working. Right. And like, you know, it's a great way for me to, Oh, you know what? I would never have watched this. Like if I had to dedicate special time for it. Right. But now because I'm just watching it in the background, I get to experience this thing that I wouldn't have before. And I have essentially like, you know, an endless supply of that. Um, I'm a little bit spoiled because I don't really pay for my streaming services, okay. right? Like I have friends that have, you know, that we should, we split it essentially, right? That's the best like, way to do it, man. Yeah. And, and that, that's what sells me on it, right? Like if I had to sit here and, you know, pay 12 bucks a month each for Amazon prime and Disney plus and Netflix and Hulu and HBO and Xbox game pass, right? It's like, why that now this is a huge expense, right? For me so that I can watch a couple of shows, most of them probably repeats of, you know, <laughs> so I could watch repeats of the same fucking show all the time. Um, and it's like, you know what? People are even getting Disney plus and they're getting it, you know, just so they can watch Mandalorian just for yeah. this one show that is specific, exclusive to this streaming service. Right. And like gaming services are the same way. So yeah, I don't know. I like it for the fact that, you know, they do give you multiple devices to use it on and you can, if you want share things. Right. And that really cuts the cost and makes it worth it for me. Right. Yeah. But if I, if I didn't have that, if I wasn't that fortunate to have, you know, people to share it with, I probably wouldn't bother. Right. Yeah. I mean, like it's better than it's, I mean, more moral than torrenting shit. Like a lot of people still do. And just going on the pirate bay and being like, 
yeah, let's go get our own copy of the office. And now I own it. That's <laughs> right? right. That's right. But, um, but at the same time, like, you know, I don't, I don't like doing that. I want to support the people who create absolutely this, this artwork. Cause that's what it yeah. is. It is artwork. There are so many people involved in that process too, right? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's not for music. It's not just the artist. It's everybody that goes into yeah. that, uh, that making of, of the art. So I, I agree with you as being a, somebody who is a, an avid photographer and, and mm -hmm. who really appreciates that type of stuff. If people are putting their, their hard work out there, especially if somebody else is making a shit ton of money off of that, yeah. then they should be making their money too. Yeah. They should be making their cut. Right. But at the same time, like, you know, shelling out like, fuck, what is that? Like you're getting close to like 80, hundred bucks a month for streaming services when, you know, you used to just pay one cable bill. Right. Yeah. Or, uh you know, uh, satellite TV or whatever it was. And that was one of the selling features when these streaming services started coming out, right? Oh, you know, cut the cord and, you know, get rid of your big cable bill and yeah. you just no you don't have this, no yeah. more commercials. And yeah, you're going to pay for that, which is fine. But then when you do have now so many that are coming out and continuing to come out, you're right. If you subscribed to all of those individually, then you're paying more than what you were paying for cable. Now, yeah. the the quality I grant you is is better on a lot of the fronts, but those are if you use the platforms, you know, separately. Mm -hmm. Like if if you just look at one platform and say, oh, this is superior to uh, cable or satellite. Oh, it depends on what you like, right? It really does, right? I mean, like if you're all into nostalgia, go with your Disney Plus if you want to watch, you know, all of your 90s movies, animated shows and things like that, right? But like that's that's the thing is like there, there's just enough quality on each of the uh, services to get you to buy it, right? Because if you just had one, like, I mean, you'll notice if you go through Netflix, you know, there's a lot of crap on Netflix, right? There's a lot of crap on, you know, Amazon Prime and stuff too. Like, you know, I, I watch YouTube channels of, you know, people who just, because I love cartoons. It's another passion of mine. Animation, always amazing. Loved it, well, right? We'll, we'll talk about that one another time. Uh, yeah, sure. another time. Yeah. But like, I watch a YouTube channel of some of a guy who just reviews all of the worst animations on all of these plat like all these platforms Amazing. right and it's like yeah there is some absolute trash on there right but there's also mandalorian and queen's gambit and <laughs> right like which i've heard is really good i haven't watched it yet it's really good yeah yeah it's it, it, i i like it and like it, it's just it's short it's only like a couple of episodes of like a nice. one season show but it, it's really well done right um yeah like there's just enough that people and now the other thing too is like if you only care about those couple of shows, you don't have to renew your subscription. I know people who just wait for Mandalorian to finish like releasing. And then they, you know, buy Disney plus for a month, watch Mandalorian and then cut their subscription. And yeah. now you've gotten an entire, you know, series or season or three seasons. If you want to watch all of it for 12 bucks. Right. That's a good way of doing it. Yeah. And again, that's if you only care if you don't watch TV constantly like Kyle does and you just want to, uh, you know, watch that one particular show. I think that it's it's fascinating because I've always uh, I've always heralded Netflix for a couple of different things that they do. One is they did the things that Kleenex and Whiteout have done. They have become part of the vocabulary you use. When you talk about a streaming service, I thought you were going to say when having sex, just Netflix and chill, <laughs> Kleenex. I wanted to leave it as <laughs> ambiguous as possible. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just went graphic. Um, no, I love it. This is an adult show. There's going to be a perfect. disclaimer at the beginning yeah. of it. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, there Anyways, is now. There should be. <laughs> as soon as I start talking, there should be disclaimers on everything. But yeah. They've ingratiated themselves into the vocabulary, right? So when people are thinking streaming services, they're thinking Netflix, even if they're not watching it, right? Yeah, yeah. The thing that drives me bonkers about them, though, is their regional selection that they do. It fucking drives me mad. I hate it. I hate it so I much. Do not like it. And like they, they even crack down on people with like VPNs, right? Like it's uh, even with VPNs, it's getting harder to like disguise where your ip is from so you can watch american netflix and in, in canada because like that that that's what it does bother me so much yeah right because like i i go to like my a friend in the state or a family member in the states and it's like oh my god you have like every season of south park on your netflix how come i don't have shit <laughs> right like you have futurama like 
fuck you. See, I, I don't even want to know. I, I yeah, think somebody I, had asked me once or somebody said something. I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't, if I can't watch it here, I'm not interested. Yeah, exactly. You know, right? That's one of the things that uh, since we're picking on streaming services a little bit uh, and their shortcomings, listen, there, there's a multitude of reasons why these streaming services are amazing. They, yeah. they do put in your fingers or in your hands some amazing quality television. Mm-hmm. But you get onto something like a Prime and you go looking for something and it tells you it's there. And then they don't have it on there as an available. It drives me bonkers. Even worse. Like I'm, I, I want to watch like any show. It's like, oh yeah, it's here, but you have to pay an extra 10 bucks for this particular channel. Oh, you want to watch like, uh, what was it? The other one I wanted to watch a while ago was, uh, I don't know if you ever seen the old BBC uh, show of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They like back in like the eighties, late eighties, they did a brilliant show. And I didn't the, know the, that they actually TV, did a show of a, that. A, a live action. It's almost word for word for the first book of uh, two books, maybe of uh, Hitchhiker, a note of that of Hitchhiker's guy, but you have to get the Brit box channel from Amazon prime. And I was like, okay, fine. Here's 10 bucks for one month. You get my 10 bucks. Drives you bonkers. I mean, you, you obviously, you understand what they're doing. They're creating their ecosystem. They, they've got, you know, their sister companies and so forth. And they're trying to create this thing. But like, listen, if you don't have it on there, then then don't come up. Because I'm pretty sure Netflix does that, right? Like they, if you type it in and it's not part of their catalog, it just doesn't come up. Yeah. It'll bring up things that are like that. Like if you yeah. type in, you know, making a murderer and it says, did you mean making a cake? It's like, no, I didn't mean <laughs> making a cake. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that I would like better because it, it's, it's just, it's teasing you. You know, know. it's like, I know. you want to watch this? Do you? Yeah. Do you have yeah. 10 bucks? Well, here it is. It's right here. It's, you're dangling that carrot. Right. Bastards. And I don't want to pay for that carrot again. Right. <laughs> like I'm already buying Amazon prime once like shit. <laughs> i listen we got off track a little bit which is totally fine because i mean gaming entertainment streaming services is all part of feeding the same system it gives us that dopamine hit that we want so badly exactly um but i do want to get back to the gaming for a quick second because i feel like we didn't do justice to the uh dungeon dudes oh yeah right? dungeon dudes is yeah the uh, the rpg the tabletop gaming yeah yes and and we didn't really we, we kind of glossed over um the uh, a quarter a quarter life gaming mm-hmm. so let's go back to those two things for a second sure you started out with dungeon dudes and then you moved yeah, to yeah i started out with dungeon dudes and it was uh it was monty my roommate slash my sister's boyfriend right and he's avid in the D, right has been for over a decade loves it he you know eats breathes and shits D and um him and his buddy kelly who also is really into it wanted to start this little channel in the basement just teaching people about dungeons and dragons and so that's what they did and like i you know i started just tagging along with them in the basement because i lived there too and you know i just wanted to be you know just hang out with them right uh and when they were doing their channel but then like that channel started to grow and grow and grow and now it's pretty freaking big Right. I think they're at like 250,000 subscribers or something like that now. Yeah. And uh, they have a really successful Twitch channel, uh, which is where I mostly live doing the moderation and editing the YouTube videos for with a great community that barely needs moderating. Um, But yeah, that's how I got started. Right. And like Monty, actually, they like I learned the Dungeons and Dragons for the first time through them and playing with them in in our basement. Amazing. Um, Yeah, no, and it's a great thing. It's a great game and it's it's a great way to bring people together and it teaches, you know, all kinds of teamwork and stuff like it's it's phenomenal. Um, But it's, you know, it's tabletop RPG, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a video game. It's, you know, people sitting there around the table hanging out and playing a game together right it's and, amazing that it's been around for as long as it has talking yeah. about video games that have gone and and mm-hmm. don't really you know age and and disappear yeah. i mean D was being played in high school when yeah. when i was a kid i i never played it because i never really had the attention span or the intellect or the interest in, in order to learn it but this has really been what has paved the way for a lot of the video gaming now in terms of that, right? Like it seems like the template for it. It's the quintessential RPG or role-playing game, right? And there's a lot of video games now that are just RPGs, right? Super popular ones. Again, I'll bring up Skyrim, right? It's old news now, Skyrim, but like it's uh, an RPG that people love. Cyberpunk that just came out, right? The Cyberpunk 2077, the huge one that everyone was all up in arms about. 
again, RPG, right? Like, you know, our RPGs are huge and there's RPG elements to other games that incorporate certain things about, you know, gaining experience, leveling up, getting more skills and stronger as you, as you keep going and, you know, playing this role of, you know, the adventurer or, you know, whatever role that you're playing. And, you know, it's, it's just really engaging. It, it all comes from D and D and those tabletop RPGs from back in the day. Right. It's astounding to me. And I mean, obviously one of the biggest draws is that you can make it so personal right? Yeah, like you, you are on. taking on, it's, it's, it's crazy. Now, RPG games, are they the same as creating an avatar in any game? Because that's, that's the kind of like, when I'm looking at, uh, a, you know, kind of, I'm trying to think of a, of an example. Um, oh, I guess, well, the Wii comes to mind when we were creating an avatar, but avatars are a little bit different in that sense, I guess. But yeah, there is a lot of games that tried to make it more personal where you can select a you know a, a character and you can customize them but that's a little yeah. bit different isn't it yeah a little bit different like rpgs like you know depending on like it's so uh like there, there's so many different variations of the rpg right and so many different you know aspects of it that are incorporated into so many games like it's you know you, you could call it anything right but like in general i would say that like an rpg is you know defined by the customization like you said being able to customize your character uh you know uh, the classic dnd when you choose a a, a, a race or a, a a type of character uh your class whether you're going to be a fighter a, a wizard a rogue something like that you you know a lot of games have things like aesthetic or cosmetic customization right but those aren't necessarily rpgs right like it's you know, for it to be an RPG, like there's usually like uh, some sort of um, experience points you gain. There's that leveling up aspect, the fact that your character evolves over the course of the game and grows, right? And okay. again, it's in the name role playing, right? You play mm -hmm. a role as, you know, you play the hero or the character, you know, and, and like you interact with NPCs or non-player characters, right? You know, there are adventure RPGs that are slightly different from, you know, classic. Like there's one game that we were playing, Baldur's Gate 3 came out not too long ago, last year, I think. And that is based off of Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, right? Okay. So like you have attribute points that you assign to your characters, right? Strength, constitution, dexterity, persuasion, or, or, or whatever, charisma, wisdom, um, that all influence how your character, how good your character is at certain actions, right? So like, these are all qualities of like your, your, your typical RPG. But then you have other games like Legend of Zelda, which is, I think, by some people considered to be like an action RPG or an adventure kind of RPG where, you know, you don't have those the same uh, control over the level up and the customization of your character. You're playing, you know, you're playing Link. You can rename him, right? But he is Link. And, you know, he's going to be this powerful until this point. And then you're going to get new items every now and then that make you more powerful. Right. But you don't get to customize, you know, if he's a fast character or a strong character or a smart character. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, but there are those same RPG elements. Right. That was a little bit long winded and probably. No, no, that's uh, that's totally fine. Not as informative as I wanted it to be. But <laughs> <laughs> where does uh, World of Warcraft come into the, to the, uh, the equation? I mean, that that was massive. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it still is, but it was Mass massive. Right. Yeah. MMORPGs. Right. Massive multiplayer online RPGs. Oh, yes. OK. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that that would be World of Warcraft. Right. And that's, you know, that's the same thing. Did you play it? at all or, i never uh, played it no okay. i knew a couple of people that did but it wasn't really within my demographics and i yeah. had kind of gotten out of video games at that point in time yeah fair enough um but yeah like there there are a lot of games like that too i personally played one called dark age of camelot which was very similar um right but yeah like you'll, you'll notice the same thing like essentially if you play dungeons and dragons you will understand the mechanics of this game right mm -hmm. because you know both of those games are the same thing you know you have this character you choose your race your class you uh design the cosmetics and then you're given a uh, a list of attributes 
and some points and you can allocate those points to see how good your character is going to be at certain things. Right. And then you go through the game, you conduct raids on dungeons or, you know, you kill mobs or you fight the enemy realm or, or whatever it is to gain experience points to level yourself up and learn new skills and add new points to your attributes. Right. Um, and like, and that, that's the the nice thing about RPGs that people like is like, that's what you get addicted to. I find in RPGs is that it, it, it's that's that hunger for power, right. You just get stronger and stronger every time. Right. And there's always that advancement and oh, I want to be the most powerful orc in the land or whatever. Right. Of course. And not only that, but you know, this guy can also be the most powerful orc, but he's the most powerful mage and you're the most powerful warrior. And this guy's the sneakiest fucking orc and you can't see him coming. Right. And like, you know, you have that ability that, like you said, the customization is just so important to people because it makes it really feel like it's your own character. Right? And individuality, I guess. Right. Like you're yeah. really, you're really not like you, me and somebody else aren't playing the exact same characters. We're playing our own versions of those, those uh, species. Yeah, exactly. Right. Wow. Um, but then I, I, I think of other games like so this is one that uh, we actually played on Monday on Quarter Life Gaming on our channel uh, called Deep Rock Galactic. And it is a game where you play as dwarves in space mining shit. Right. <laughs> so like you, you, there's like four or five different classes. Right. And they all have like it's a very cooperative team based game where all, all four of us are all, all three of us are on the same team. Right. And all three of us go to the same. We get shot off to the same comet or asteroid or whatever. And our mission is, okay. you have to go mine X amount of gold or whatever. And like, you know, someone has the ability, like we all have a different array of guns or like, you know, this person has a grappling hook that allows us to make zip lines so we can traverse stuff easier or this guy makes platforms that allow us to climb up or you know this guy has a shield or or, or something right so and everyone thing kind of plays off itself but you know every time you make your you know you get your you mine your gold and you kill all your enemies and you make it back to the mothership you know you get experience points and you can use those to unlock some traits that will you know are perks that'll make your character a little bit stronger in this way or that way and that again there's an rpg element but the game itself is more of a first-person shooter, right? Than it is an actual full-on RPG because you don't have some of those other elements. There's no NPCs to interact with. There's no adventure to go on, right? It's just mining shit. Gaming has come a long way, my friend. Since yeah. since I was playing Nintendo, and <laughs> I like I I still remember the day that our Nintendo came into the house, and it was supposed to be for me. But uh, my mom and stepdad ended up playing it more than I did. But uh, <laughs> it, it's it's a fascinating world. And uh, I think it's really cool that you're doing these two different shows because the one is more focused on, like you said, the, the board game, kind of the, the origins. The yeah. origins of entertainment in group settings uh, as, as it was that kind of translates into the other aspect of gaming, which is focused mainly on video games. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. And you know what? I kind of like how it, it happened for me too. Right. Because like, you know, I started, like, I learned a lot of what, you know, even the things I taught you like, or talk to you about, I should say, and teach you anything, but like, you know, about the equipment, the microphones, the headsets and the, the streaming stuff and cameras and, and, and all that jazz. Like I learned like a lot of that doing dungeon dudes and like from monty that's you know he's a a a, a film and i'm not sorry a film but like a, a theater person and he does a lot of tech stuff like that and like i learned a lot from him that i applied to this and like you know learning about twitch when i was doing like all the different things you can do with twitch for streaming and everything that you can do with youtube and you know um, seo or you know search engine optimize search engine optimization and things like that and it was, you know, doing all of that, that Joe and Mitch, who were two good friends, came to me and they're like, hey, we do these VR, you know, videos and stuff. And like, you know, would you want to come like help us with the Twitch and YouTube aspect of it? And I was like, absolutely. And like that right there meant so much to me because no one has ever asked me to be a part of something. You know what I mean? Amazing. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, like even like with the dungeon dudes, it was, you know, they never asked me to help them. Right. It was me going, Hey, do you, do you guys need any help? Like I live here anyway, I can assist you. I want you to succeed in your endeavor. How can I do that? And they were like, okay, well, here's something. Right. 
but like, you know, Mitch and Joe are actually like, Hey, we want you to come and be a part of this. Right. So like, it's been very important to me and very, uh, like, you know, I'm very proud of it and it's just been a great experience, right? Like I I've been able to play so many more video games than I probably would have <laughs> had I not been doing this. Right. Oh, uh, that that's, uh, that's amazing, man. And, and yeah. like I said, I mean, I haven't dove into the, the whole catalog, but from what I mm -hmm. see of it, it's highly entertaining. Even, even watching you guys playing a little bit of Fortnite and, uh, trying to figure out Fortnite as you were going on, uh, on quarter life gaming channel, it was, was hilarious. It was entertaining. You guys were yeah. bantering exactly like friends would. Trying, um, yeah. I, I agree at one point in time, uh, somebody says, I don't know if it's just me, but, uh, our, we're, 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 we're boss at this game. We're like, we know exactly what we're doing. You oh, guys didn't even you. know how to run at that point in time. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah. That's awesome. There it's you just go. Me so or we fucking <laughs> bosses at this. I'm like, yeah. How do we run again? <laughs> yeah. It was great. But what are you, what is, last, last thing. And then I'm going to let you go. Yeah, sure. Um, what are you hoping to do with the podcasts and gaming and what, or, or what are other projects that you have coming up that you, you want to expand on or, are maybe even just like little snippets of ideas. Well, I mean, my ideal thing, like I've been enjoying the gaming so much and like, I, I even like editing the videos and stuff. Although that's more work, right? But uh, I, I do enjoy that. Um, my ideal scenario would be to become a successful gaming channel with Mitch and Joe, right? And like, you know, continue to do things and like grow with Dungeon Dudes, right? If I could make these things that I love that I enjoy doing a career, right? Like if, you know, our Twitch channel is already monetized, right? Nice. Um, YouTube is harder, right? But, you know, it, 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 it takes a lot to, to even get to the point where you can start, you know, thinking, oh, I can you know, do this full time now, right? But like that, that would be like my personal goal would be to expand and, uh, you know, grow to the point. Like, because I a big thing for me has been like community engagement, right? I find that to be more important than almost anything else that, that we do. Right. And like, especially like, you know, with dungeon dudes, I've been really trying to be active in the community and make sure that it's a good place for everyone. And that people feel like they belong here and that they like being here. Right. I try to do the same thing with quarter life gaming and engage with people because I realize that, you know, big successful channels are niche right? Like, you know, people aren't going to come and just, you know, watch us play because we're good at the games we play because we're not <laughs> right. Like they're not going to come watch me play age of empires because I'm not a you know top 100 player that they can learn from, or they can see awesome skills and shit. Right. And like, same with any of the other games, like I'm hoping that, you know, people will come for the community because, you know, they enjoy us and our banter and that we're entertaining and that, you know, they can feel like they have a voice and that they're heard and that they're part of something. You know, that's something that I really want to grow in anything that I do, right? Uh, be it Dungeon Dudes or Quarter Life. Um, so like, you know, I, projects, I kind of want to expand on that. Um, to get back to the finance thing, you know, uh, my girlfriend's been telling me that I should do this little course and I'm trying to put together a little uh, thing that I can do, just an hour talk with people to, you know, help hopefully teach them a couple things they didn't know before that can help them. But yeah, like that's, that's pretty much it. Right. I would say to you, like, you know, one of the struggles that I have, especially with like trying to do YouTube videos and stuff is like, what's that sweet spot for time and like how mm -hmm. entertaining are we going to be for people? Like how long are they going to watch? Right. That's mm -hmm. the important thing, right? Five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, a minute. Like where's that sweet spot. Right. Mm -hmm. So like what I've been doing is like when we do Twitch things, uh, we can clip 30 seconds, right? At a time. And if there's a particularly entertaining or funny moment, like I think three of our more recent things are just 30 second Twitch clips that I put up that I think are pretty funny moments from us playing like Sea of Thieves or Cyberpunk, right? Um, so little things like that, I think help, uh, you know, build the channel a little bit without, asking for too much of a time commitment from new people coming in, right? Mm -hmm. They can get a taste and see if, you know, they enjoy our vibe, our presence, our, you know, energy or not, right? Without having to sit through a 10 minute video of us, you know, winning at Fortnite. <laughs> um, 
but yeah. And like with the podcasting, like, you know, the, I, I don't have my own podcast. I, uh, the dungeon dudes videos, I edit for YouTube and I edit them to go up as a podcast. Um, and I enjoy that too. I enjoy the sound mastering, right. The audio mastering, the video editing and stuff like that and learning all kinds of stuff through that. So, yeah, I mean, I hope that answered your question. I feel like, again, absolutely. I go no. off on little tangents and it was absolutely perfect. Okay. No, perfect. no, not at all, man. You were, you were talking exactly where you needed to be. Um, and I'm going to include all the links to to Dungeon uh, Dungeon Dudes and Quarter Life Gaming in oh, the uh, in the notes of of this as well and and pass it pass the, the word on. I know a yeah. couple of people that I've met that are in the gaming industry as well. And, you know, I, I think for me, it is a matter of community is exactly it. You know, it's just bringing people together. And yeah, like, like we said at the beginning of this, if we don't tell people what we're doing, how the hell are we ever going to know what the other person is up to and, exactly, yeah. and or expand? But yeah, yeah, I, um, I, 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 hell, I, I plugged the talk about today at the end of my stream too, right? So amazing. amazing. Yeah, just letting them know, hey, I'm doing this interview with this, uh, this great podcast talk you know this is it go check them out right because like yeah you're definitely worth listening to man like i said oh, I at the beginning that. like i i love your your content right awesome. it's you're right and your your fucking silky voice right it just <laughs> it puts me at ease every time right so i'm so glad uh and and i hope that moon doesn't hold that against me because uh <laughs> my voice is just as much for her as it is for you <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure she won't but uh, but yeah. listen dude um i'm gonna leave it there for now yeah, cool. uh, i don't think this is gonna be the last time that we do this i hope but, not. i had a really uh, good time it's great talking yeah. to you yeah so you know this is the longest one-on-one -on -one conversation that you and i have had it's true you know and it was seamless in my opinion yeah so i mean i really appreciate you coming on here uh being candid with your personal experiences you know, your personal philosophies, you know, what you've been doing, what you're hoped to be doing like that. That's some of the ground that we covered here today. Um, and all I can say is thanks, dude. I'm glad that you're doing this. I'm pr as proud of you as you are of me. And the funny thing is you're the bigger brother here right now because you've been at this longer <laughs> than I have. So it is nice to have somebody to bounce some stuff off of. And you have given me some great information and, and I hope that we can keep this collaborative effort going forward for sure. Yeah, me too. And you know what? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, again, proud to be on your show, right? I'm really happy about it. I can't wait for my episode to drop. Oh my God. Uh, I <laughs> but, will uh, definitely <laughs> give you the updates on that. Oh, I'll, I'll be listening. Don't worry. Listen, you go enjoy that pizza. Will do. I think you, you earned it. <laughs> Thanks. All Have right. a good night, man. Take you care. You too, brother. Take care of yourself. Bye.